You're listening to Trot the Egg In, a podcast sponsored by Bydell Sports, working closely with Witness Rugby Union Football Club and hosted by Dan and John. Right, Kev, so you're DJing, you're earning some money, you're playing rugby. How does that all coincide in your personal life? Are you, are you happy, are you buzzing and things yeah. are going good? Yeah, so it was. it's probably around the time when... Uh, so my mum moved out of Witness, uh, went and bought a pub in Nutford and uh, asked me did I want to go there and I was like, there's no way. And, like, if anyone knows me knows how much I love Witness, that uh, love Witness. If yeah. I won the lottery, I won't move out of Witness. So anyway, I, I rented my mum's house off me, off her and... Uh, right. Stayed in witness, and it was like a bit of a party house, as you can imagine, like <laughs> 17 year old with his own house. Like, <laughs> yeah, rolling in it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, how's the rugby going at this age? Are you noticing you have stepped into men's rugby now? Uh, yeah, so well, so it's still, um, still at uh, Holton on it's under 18s again because I'm young for my age, I can play next year, yeah, um. Uh, but coming towards the end of that, so once I, I think I started playing open age at towards the end of 17, 18 maybe. Um, so that, that final year at the Hornets, I, I had a good season actually, it was boosted my confidence like, for yeah. playing age, but I actually found under 18s, last year under 18s is as hard, if not harder than like open age. It was it was a tough tough season like. Yeah, and how was it about getting signed it? Like, like when you were that age, was it like um you played for your club for a bit longer, didn't you? There was none of this academy deserves no, and that was there. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have any of that um what what what's it called? Service area and stuff yeah. like that. None of that was started. It was like it's a scout would just come and watch and then you'd just go in and you would get signed for a club. I know like um Phil Finney, he was signed to Warrington, he was paid twenty five grand or something like that to sign. So that's how it was back in the day, but all right. Don't think that- no, I don't think there's any payments like that. Oh, I was going to say, for a young lad like us, of course you've got to sign, aren't you? Yeah, but there, yeah. Was, there was Phil Finney and there was Kev Sinfield and everyone was after the two of them, mate. So right, OK. They were, they was always going to get offered the big money, like. Yeah, and up up and up until that age, had you had any niggles or serious injuries, Kev, or was you pretty no, good? No, I was good, I was good, but obviously once I started playing open airs, that's when it all changed. <laughs> My right. list is massive. Right, so who who did you step up to open age with? Well, I went to carry on with the Hornets and um, we went training, me and Paul Jackson, and he kept leaving us out of drills and everything. And I knew a couple of the older lads and I said, what, what's going on here? And he went, he says you're too young. So we, we, did, we stopped going. Yeah. And we um, went to Witness Albion. Uh, I'd seen Chris Fenlon, actually, and he said to come down. So I went Witness Albion and went playing for them. Okay, and is Chris someone you'd always knew, or did it just come up through the rugby? No, well, I knew him from being a cheeky 16-year-old trying to get in the derby. Because <laughs> my brother worked behind the bar, so yeah. Chris was on the door, and so I got, got to knew Chris, and he just used to start laughing when I come to the... Because he knew, I, and, I, and I, I looked young as well at, at 16, so he just used yeah. to go on, get in. <laughs> and then I'm still, again, I'm still good mates with Chris now, like. Yeah, no good stuff, so... You've you've signed for the Albion. Who's there, mate? Uh, again, Danny Roof, Danny Conley, Paul Jackson. But when we signed, there was players like your Paul Davis, Dickie, yeah. Keith Murphy, uh, Gary McKeown, and a top player Gary Richardson. Oh yeah. I'll tell you what, he's a belting player. Then. Yeah, no, he's, he's got smarts, hasn't he? Like he yeah. knows the game, guys. Yeah, yeah. 
and he's, but, he's a tough player as well. Yeah, he can take an hit and that, and he doesn't like he he he'll, he's a clever niggler, isn't he? Yeah, you know, he'll get the worst out of someone by laughing at him and that, and yeah. then they're they're out the game and he exploits them, doesn't he? So was Gaz playing hooker at that point? Yeah, he was playing hooker. Yeah. So where did that leave you? Well, it's a story. My uh, amateur career it was just wherever. My, okay. my first, my first game for the Albion, I was just for the second team, and uh, I actually come off, come off the bench at half time, and I got man of the match. So they put me straight in the first team the week after, and I, I kind of, I kind of stayed there, but I was playing a lot of second row, um, second row and prop forward, and then I lost a load of weight. And I mean, a load. Yeah. I think I went from seventeen and a half stone to eleven stone twelve in nine months. Bloody hell. I know, <laughs> so I, I kind of found myself playing on the wing a lot then because, like I said, I was, I was pretty quick. Like, so if, yeah, I found myself on the wing then. And you've you've never really been big dog, Kev, have you? No, I'm just. Uh, well, oh. I am. You've not seen me after lockdown, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, obviously, um, like I said, I got to know you a bit later on. I knew of you because my dad played with your dad and stuff yeah. and through the marries and that. But when you started trying. Uh, CrossFit, which we'll touch on in a bit, like you yeah. got shredded, didn't you? That's yeah. a different big, do you know what I mean? Like, I've never known, like, knew you to be big, but so how long was you at the Albion for? I think it was a couple of seasons, yeah, it had been a couple of seasons. Um, and then, um, I went playing for the, you know, the summer league team. Well, you, you know, the summer, the Witness Saints, oh, yeah, and um, I just thought I'm gonna play, I want to play for the Marys, um, just because of the level that, like. Um, being in national conference and that, yeah, it's drastically different. Yeah, so I ended yeah. up. Staying, I did. Well, I went to the ball training because all my mates were playing for the ball. But uh, I, I went into witness Saints training, and Will Salit got me and pinned me down and made <laughs> me sign. <laughs> and he said, "Look," he said, "I don't do this, everyone." So that means I like you. I went, "All right, it's the pen." Yeah, I'm not Will. <laughs> So, and, and that's basically it. There was no, like, not tapping it up, but no discreet behind the back message. It was just you rocked up to training and yeah. Will made you sign, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And... Well, he phoned me when I was in work. And I right. was, he said on the phone, he said, I've never, ever phoned anyone. He said, but we want you to sign. And he said, to, he, what he said to me, I was saying, I've just left the team, because I was going to go the ball. Yeah, because I just left the team where I couldn't get in at nine because Gary Richardson. I went fair enough. Gaz is better than me to go into a team with probably the best ever amateur hooker in the town. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Will was saying, well, well you, you can play other positions. You can, and anyway, I ended up. I, I played nine quite a lot for my first season, and they put Anthony at loose. Right. So do you know? Sorry to go back to before, mate. Do you know when you said you come on at half time? So was that the days of two subs and once you were on, you were off? No, no, that, I'm not that old, John. Yeah, no, I'm just because, like, I, do you know what I mean? I've in rugby league growing up, we've always been rolling, and you had however many you had. I, I weren't, I've never really asked me that, but I don't know how the open is. Like, I just, no, I, that was four subs, but we only had two on the bench anyway because we didn't right. have players. Um, the coach at the time for Albion second team, I, he didn't know who it was, yeah, and he just seen a young lad who, who and a lot young as well, so right. Like, just thought I'll throw him on at half time, see how he does. And I don't know, all right, I played well, like. Yeah, and when you sign for the Marys, are you still DJing and that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I... Actually, about that point, I took a bit of a break of the DJing. I was just, um, 
I'd only do the grapes down the town because my mum would move back to Witness at this point. So okay, doing the odd Saturday for her, and then yeah. I had a few years off DJing, and it started back up again. Okay, right, and so you've signed for the Mallys. You're playing national conference. You're playing in your preferred position of hooker. Yeah. How was it slotting in? It was good, and I was playing well. I was scoring tries, and uh, I always remember having a bet with Lammy because Lammy had just signed for the Marys as well. Right. Uh, who'd score the most in the season. And uh, I'd already scored something like, I think I'd scored 11, and he'd only got two, and he, and he beat me. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> yeah. Well, what happened is, at my, at, I'd only scored a try from Acton Halfback, dummy, and just put it down. Two Size of try, mate, innit? Nice. But what happened is, we, we played up in York, Acorn, I think it was. Um, or no, Hewitt, it's in York, yeah. And Kenny started fighting, so I just waded in. And some lads hit me from behind. I'd not long broke my jaw, so I was fuming. So I started fighting with him. And we both got sent off. And I, I got banned for three games. So the first game I got banned, we played 4-0 in the National Cup. Or the Challenge Cup, it might have been. And Anthony went back to nine. He ripped the ball in our own 25 when they were attacking and went the length. And I thought... I ain't getting back in. And he put, <laughs> you know what? Rest of that season, I think I played nine about twice. Yeah. Uh, it's just a look, in it? So, yeah. How did, did you break your jaw playing rugby? I broke it in the summer playing for the Witness Saints. Right. Yeah. And we, um, we won it that year. We got to the final and like I missed the semi final and the final because they had a broken jaw. Yeah. And what was the standard like in the summer? We've seen the videos, haven't we? It doesn't reflect just. No, it, do you know what? It was hit and miss. You turn up thinking, I remember turning up, we played Wigan and Lee, thinking this is going to be a tough game today. And um, I think we put 70 on them. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you play, we played a final against Bedford and we thought it was going to be a walkover and it wasn't. It was a really tough game. All big rugby union players were playing against who could, who could play a bit like. Yeah. So, you've, how long was you at the Marie for? Um. So I think I went in two thousand and four, uh, and the last time I played would have been two thousand and fifteen. But that was that was I shouldn't have played. I was injured. Uh, okay. I, got, I got a bad head injury in about two thousand and eleven, which that I shouldn't I shouldn't have, shouldn't have played at all after two thousand and eleven. Like right. So should we touch a bit on your injuries now? So what was the first main injury? Um. So. Playing for Witness Albion, I, it, it was annoying because I'd, I'd worked my way up and I was starting quite regularly. Played against Rylands and I love playing against Warrington teams because it's just this thing, Witness and Warrington. Yeah. Um, I remember Mick Donnelly, he was second row with me and he said, do you want one of these before the game? I didn't know what he was. I went, what are they? He went, T5s. And I, I went, what are they? He went, yeah, just take two. I, went, two. I don't know if you've ever had a T5. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was I was tackling everything. I got <laughs> I got man of the match, but then I was then I broke my thumb on the Tuesday at training, and um, it was quite a bad break as well. I had all kinds of metal sticking out my thumb, so that I think I was done for the season then. Yeah, yeah. So I think that I, I got that's when I, and the season after I got a couple of head injuries, and I think that's what started all the, later on when I got that was it. I had to retire for a head injury. Right, um, cause I've never, I never knew what what stopped you playing. Yeah. So, um, do you want to? Are you all right talking about it, mate? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mate, yeah. So, so I'd gone the Marys, and I was all right. I'd not, I'd not been knocked out. Yeah. Uh, 
I think I don't I don't know if you know about my face injury to my face. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's partly why I thought you might have stopped, to be honest. No, I was talking about this the other day. At, at the end of the day, it's just a cut. Yeah. And people think, I know I'm scarred for life and it's a big scar on my face, but it's just a cut. I only, I couldn't, I, pl- I didn't, sorry, I didn't play for four weeks with that because it was just a cut. And I, I just think like, stitches out was right. I was good to go. Yeah. Uh, my first game back was against Simi's second team. And uh, I was looking forward to it because obviously I was more or less a first team player all the time. There was me, Tony Kerwin, Mike Gill, and there was three others because you're allowed six in the second team. And I thought, I'm going to have a good game here, good lads around me. Yeah. And I broke my arm. Bloody hell. <laughs> no, I was absolutely gutted, but I didn't know I broke it. I carried on playing. I put Mark Keenan's um, arm pad on, and I thought, I'll be all right. And I started feeling a bit sick. So the second team physio, I went off, and Will's calling me a shit house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, she said, you're all right. She said, don't go back on. Anyway, got it all strapped up. Obviously, I went top of the town that night. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it, the next morning, it was so bad. I went to hospital, and it, it's, the bone has snapped and, like, fell down. They had to get a metal plate. Uh, I got the scan. I've still got a metal plate in my eye. It was a yeah. bad And... Because my rehab wasn't good, I, I didn't play for a year after that. Right. Um, yeah, so, and when I come back, it was just that I, I don't think I ever, play, I, I, it's not that I didn't enjoy it, but I was never the same player, I don't think. Yeah. So you reckon it, it, it changed it to a degree, did it, a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I just don't think I came back the same player. I, I put a bit of weight, and I think my playing weight was about, only about 13 stone, 13 and a half, and I come back a, a lot heavier than that. And yeah. I still enjoyed my rugby, and I got, I got back in the first team playing for um, for Steve Hunt. He was coaching at the Marys at the time. Yeah. And he's one of the best coaches I've, I've played under. He's, he's, he's He was awesome, like. Fair enough, mate. So, you know, like, touching on the head injuries, or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, re- I remember, because it obviously, it, it had happened a few times, we've been knocked out. And there was a bit of a joke, and they still call me now Jellyhead. Right. But it was one time against the Jude's, I was on the bench, and Steve Hunt said, "Can you go on it prop?" I went, "Yeah." And I, I, it's one position I've not played that much, but, but I thought, "Yes." Yeah, and I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest. I was probably weighing in about fifteen stone. I went on, and this the prop for St Jude's was giving me grief, like. But I was doing all right. Good battle with him right towards the end. He hit me so hard, <laughs> honest to God. Fair way. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I ducked into the tackle right. and it, I thought I broke my neck. But as you do, I got I jumped up. Ah, do you think that hurt? I know it did. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I played the ball. Anyway, all one side of my head was tingling. It's like I couldn't feel it. Right. Five whistle goes, he's straight over to me, gives me a big hug. Oh, yeah. And all we had, I think I had a chat with him after the game. Yeah. And then that was it. I was, I'd gone to the hospital and they said it was just concussion, but then it was an ongoing thing with it. So I just had to stop playing. Yeah, uh, and I, I must. Have, it was over a year. I didn't play for a year, and then I'd kind of. That was it for me. For that was that was me done for the first team, really. Yeah, and then I ended up playing a couple of games for the second team when Danny Roof ended up coaching with Neil Meller. Right, and it happened again, and it, it was we were playing Warnley Central away, and I've gone into a tackle. The last thing I remember seeing is Jamie Rollins going to tackle. I've turned my head. And then I've woke up in like the second half or something on the sideline. Right. And I remember it was weird because Mick Randall was there and we played for Simmies. Yeah. Because I was in a daze, I was like, I was looking at him, I was talking to him, thinking, 
why is he here? But he worked down the road, but I couldn't put that. Yeah. But um, that that was quite a serious one. He had to have scans, and um, it's it's funny you're talking about it now. I've just been um, I've just failed a medical in work because of it. It was ten years ago, and it's still going on now. Oh, sorry about that, mate. Yeah, no. If you, if you're not like talking about it, like, no, no, it's yeah. fine. Fine. I had to have a medical the other week to work on the railway with my job. Right. And um, I can't. I can. I keep my job, but I just don't can't work on the railway because they got me scan results in 2011 instead. Yeah, it's mad that, isn't it? So, what yeah. did you have the headaches, memory loss? Yeah, um, it was the tingling, and the, the the example I normally use is like um, when I get my hair cut, and it still happens now and again. Yeah, the in my left side of my head. So, right. uh, and I've I've been I've, ever since that. It's like I've been I've been I get knocked out easy. So okay. If I'm having doing your heading, back, left, <laughs> back in my head. No, it's, do you know, like, joking aside, mate, thanks for talking about it, because, like, I've, I got a warning when I was younger, I, I, I had a few headbands that if it carries on, so that's why I started wearing my head guard in Italy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, to be so open and honest about it, and unfortunately, we all play the game knowing things are possible, don't we? Yeah. But you never expect it to be you, do you? No, no. And it's like so premature. To feet, feet, like I've got a different injury, but I'd rather have what I had than no offense, what you and others have. Yeah, with, with your head in it, like at the end of the day, it's it can't sometimes can't be fixed. Um, so thanks for talking about that. But um, you did have a representative opportunity, mate, didn't you? So what happened with that? <laughs> yeah, and it was it was wasn't through the marriage, it was through witness saints. So. Yeah. Um, we played a game and John Borrowman who had a lot to do with the Saints had come up to me I was playing nine and he said you're playing against the England nine here so he said put a good show on there's people watching I, fl- like, I just flung him everywhere Yeah, I can't remember who he played for but he was good but yeah. they were very good right. I, was just, I was just playing with a good team so I, 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 might, I may have got man of the match I'm not sure but I, I didn't think I played that well um, but next thing they want me, they wanted Danny Yates and Steve Riley to go this England trial because they go touring to Malta. Um, so I was like, all right, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it comes to the trial. It was on a Sunday. Nightmare. I ended up in top of the top. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't go. I remember Steve Riley was ringing me, but he didn't drive at the time. Yeah. Danny Yates, there's no, it was hard enough to get Danny Yates to do anything, so there was no chance for him. <laughs> and then. I think we had it was either the week after or two weeks later. I've done exactly the same again, so that was it. Yeah, that was, that was the opportunity gone. Like, <laughs> so you, you've stayed in the game, mate, haven't you? Yeah. So how how do you find the other side of the line? It's like first of all, I went on the committee at the Marys, and it was okay. Awesome. So I was staying involved in that, um, and then I moved into coaching. As I started coaching the second team, and then later on the first team, and obviously a coach yourself when you play. Yeah first team it's hard mate it's really hard and I found myself like falling out with people a little bit yeah. you know people who they are still friends but people lying to you while they can't come training and things like that yeah. Pe- people dicking around at training but I couldn't say too much about that because I was that lad you know what I mean yeah. it's 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 an hard job and it was um, when I when I finally packed in Anthony Owens took over from me and he texted me I probably four games into it or something it's hard work this mate and I said I know I know yeah. it, it, coaching's very hard it is they don't they don't appreciate it until people have to do it do they no 
Matty said the same. It's like telling your mate, telling your teammates and your mates. Yeah, you're picking a and other over yeah. them and having to say why are like well, you, you just said they're not training. You've got your mates there, and you, you've got lads who are, who are you've got lads who are a nightmare. Who I'm not going to name any of the nightmares. Yeah, you've got lads like Adam Prendy was a joy to coach. Uh, Adam Middleton, Shimmy, joy to coach. Yeah, they listen to every word you said. Two of them probably better players than me, but they listened. You know what I mean? And they yeah. just had respect. There's some lads with, and I won't go. I'm not gonna. I don't want to bad mouth anyone. Oh yeah, I understand <laughs> that, mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So off the pitch as well, you do a lot for state, like for charities and that, mate. Do you want to talk us through what you've been up to the last few years with that? Yeah. So um, I don't. In 2013, it's like a. A friend of ours, Kerry, she she needed this rewalk machine, and there was various um, fundraisers going on for her. We needed to raise so much money, and everyone done the free peak challenge, and I couldn't do it because of a foot injury. Um, so I decided to do a thousand burpees. I'd, I'd seen someone from CrossFit do it, and I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll have a go at that. Horrible, I had it going to be like, yeah, um, but it was good. I've done it, and um, I've raised just over three grand for her. What uh, Get her this machine. Yeah. Um, well done, mate. Yeah, it was funny in the build-up to it. Was it a sportsman's day? I don't know if you remember it at the stadium. Brad Fittler and Andrew Johns were on. Oh yeah. And I somehow I've wangled myself onto the top table. <laughs> <laughs> it was through our game with like Graham knows Terry O'Connor. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so we go sit. We sit down, and uh, I think I'm sat next to Andrew Johns. Brad Fittler leans over the table and he shakes me hand and he said, "Ah, top season, well played." And I went, "Oh, all right." Terry O'Connor starts laughing, so does Brian Carney, and they both said, he thinks you're Danny Bruff. Because <laughs> he won Man of Steel that year. And, like, and at first, I took it as a compliment. And yeah, I thought, yeah. oh, hang on a minute, he's not oil painting, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so then they got me up, and to be fair to Brad Fitt, I had a good chat to him, uh, as I did Andrew Johns, and he, again, he leant over the table, and he threw me uh, two £50 notes to throw into the charity, so it was 100 quid. Him, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a top bloke, like, yeah. Good stuff, mate. And yeah. yeah, the other one was a bit more recent, 2018. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to do something um, with the State of Mind charity. A lot of people know that my me, uh, me dad took his own life in 2017. Yeah. So I'd heard about this charity and I thought, well, it just all fits in well. So I thought, I'm going to row a marathon on a Concept 2 rower. I just something that I wanted to do anyway, just yeah. for, just to challenge myself. But I thought, well, I'll try and raise as much money as I can for the state of mind. Um, and yeah, a lad from work done it with me. We done it in Esposito's um, cafe, well, just outside in the park. Yeah. And it, it was a great day. But in the run up to it, I was like, uh, I, I told I told state of mind about me how much uh, done in my last charity thing. I said I want to beat that. So they were all over it, and they were like, they, they were like giving us t-shirts and that. Yeah. And it was a bit slow at first. The sp- the sponsors coming in, so I thought I'm gonna do a video. And um, I've never told anyone this either, John. So yeah. first, the first to hear this. Oh, sorry. I just rolled twenty k in the in PR gym. So I got my phone out and done a video. Obviously, and I, I went. I spoke about my dad killing himself, and I just started crying, mate. I, yeah. I, and I had to stop the video. I moved my car, drove to the other side, composed myself then done this video and right. kept myself together. I posted it on socials and it, all, all the donations have started coming in. Like, yeah. it's like, So it kind of worked. I pulled up the heartstrings a little bit. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> no, mate, don't mean if it's 
if it helps you yeah. to like and I appreciate talking about your dad like like yeah. I've said a few times, my dad's got great memories with your dad. Um, it's tough, like not many yeah. people know a lot about my mum. I've had a chat with you in the past about my yeah. mum. Um, but yeah, no thanks for that. But like, just let it happen if it's going to happen. And I know it's easier said than done. Yeah. People say it to me still, mate, and oh, I'm all right, I'm all right. You're not at times. I know. It is how it is, isn't it? It's... Yeah, yeah. All right, no thanks for sharing that, mate. No worries, mate. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Trot the Egg. We appreciate all your feedback and don't forget to like, subscribe and share the podcast to your friends and family.